0: Welcome back from COVID and climate change to Trump and TikTok. Mm-hmm. The world isn't short on uh, device, divisive hot button topics, but when it comes to persuading people to take your side or even just listen to your opinion, it's often easier said than done.
1: Enter American journalist and TV anchor Mehdi Hassan. He's taken on and taken down some of the world's most powerful people, coming face to face with presidents and prime ministers. His new book reveals foolproof strategies for influencing others And practical advice for winning any argument, whether it's in a TV studio or real life.
0: And for more, we welcome journalist and TV anchor Mehdi Hassan to the show. Nice to see you. Nice to see you too. Good morning from this evening here in DC. (laughs) Okay, let's get straight into some real world scenarios, starting with a bit of argy-bargy with your partner. How can you argue fair when emotions are running high?
2: Uh, I do say at the very start of the book, use this in every real world scenario you can think of, whether you're a student in school debating, whether you're in a courtroom, whether you're in the uh, boardroom, whether you're in politics, but probably not, you know, best not to use the book with a spouse. Uh, I do say at the top of the book, the one person I can't win an argument with ever is my wife. So uh, look, on the wider point, you're right. Emotion is hugely important. We sometimes think if people are getting emotional, it's time to just throw more facts, more statistics, more evidence. And that's a problem, especially for liberals, people on the left, who love to kind of have a peer-reviewed paper. And I say in the book, look, we are not logical creatures. Aristotle told us over 2,000 years ago, we're emotional creatures. If you want to convince people, you want to persuade people, you have to have an emotional argument, an emotional appeal. You've got to win people over in their hearts, not just their heads. And that's something we often get wrong.
1: Oh, how do we do that then?
2: so three foolproof ways I, I mentioned in the book one is storytelling people love a good story the human brain is wired for storytelling it's the best way to connect with person especially if you're telling a personal story a personal anecdote allow people to share in that with you empathy uh, another way is to use emotive language use strong adjectives and verbs to get your point across and the third way is to show emotion don't be a robot uh you know actually don't don't be afraid to you know have a bit of moral outrage a bit of how dare you people audiences enjoy seeing that you're a human like them that you care like they do what about that know-it-all relative who loves to
0: rock the boat with dodgy information and conspiracy theories we all had them hovering around during covid
2: is there a way to win them over yeah or as they say in america the uncle at the thanksgiving table there is a way to win them over and again it goes back to the point about emotion if you're uncle at the thanksgiving table is saying you know uh, oh those vaccines they're gonna put microchips in you uh, the way to win him over is not to produce several medical journal studies about the vaccines that's not going to win them over what's going to win them over is that that's your uncle right you already have a bond work on that bond your family you know each other you trust each other people will connect with you not with your argument so make sure you have that personal touch especially with friends and family
1: mm. okay how much is body language or a well-timed pause and nice. some steady eye contact nice. play a part, Nettie.
2: Yeah, it's so important. I talk a lot in the book about body language and you know, there's a famous stu- uh, study from Albert Moravian, which says, what, 93% of your communication ability when you're trying to convince someone uh, with feeling is through, not through your words, is through the tone of voice, is through your body language. Uh, you know, it's something we intuitively know, but we don't work hard enough at it. And one of the things I say in the book is, you know, Film yourself speaking. Stand in front of a mirror. If you're about to give a big speech at work tomorrow, practice it in front of the mirror. See what you look like. You know, if you know what boring people sound and look like, don't be that person. I give the example of Demosthenes, the famous ancient Greek orator who was awful at the beginning of his life. He goes down to an underground cave with a mirror and spends six months down there, practicing in front of a mirror, practicing everything about rhetoric to become one of the greatest rhetoricians in human history. Yeah, who hasn't done that? Uh, can we talk about <laughs> online arguments just for
1: a uh, second? Right? Now
0: we know we're not meant to engage, but this is omnipresent for so many people. Sometimes you can't help but bite back. Is there a tactic for shutting down trolls?
2: I'm probably the wrong person to ask because I engage with too many trolls. I spent most of today in fact arguing with a bunch of people on different sides of the political divide. It is very addictive for those of us who are online. I would say one—I would say the best way to shut down a troll is obviously to walk away as I say in the book. You know, arguments I love having arguments, but you know, good faith arguments. I think bad faith arguments are to be avoided. You need to know which arguments to avoid but also, you know, if you want to walk away with a mic drop, that's great. I have a chapter in the book about the art of the zinger, the one-liner <laughs> that little barb that really shuts people up just with a few words or an image or a soundbite try use one of those they always work as a kind of dunk
1: But but also keep it on topic don't make it personal right
2: Well, interesting you should say that because I have a chapter in the book on ad hominem attacks. People think ad hominem attacks are bad. And I say in the book actually sometimes they can be relevant. Not just, you know, abusing people or calling them names, but pointing out things about your opponent. If your opponent has a history of lying, if you're on a debate stage with Donald Trump, then you should point out to the audience, hey, don't trust what they say. They have a history of lying. I think that's a relevant ad hominem argument, a relevant personal attack. So I actually say in the book there are times when you should point out something about your opponent. For example, if they have a conflict of interest, if they're being paid by someone. Point that out. That's not Uh, illegitimate okay now is there one mistake that we all make that
0: automatically opens us up for a bit of a takedown
2: I think the obvious mistake is not paying attention. I have a chapter in the book, it was the hardest chapter to write on listening, on the importance of listening. And when I told my wife I was writing a chapter on listening, she laughed out loud uh, and then she paused and she said, you, you're writing a chapter on listening because I'm not a great listener, I admit that. But that's why I had to write the chapter because it's so important we pay attention to what's being said around us. One of the main reasons we lose an argument is because we weren't listening out uh, for what the other person said. We responded to what we thought they said rather than to what they actually said. Or we didn't empathize when they actually made a good point. So I think listening Listening is so important. Uh, Sometimes we think we're listening, but we're not. We're just waiting for our turn to speak. Don't do
1: that. Yeah, that's right. Or too busy thinking about what you're going to say next and you don't listen. Before we let you go, we have to talk about Donald Trump's charges. Can we do that? How do you see the the next weeks and and obviously months playing out?
2: Well, he's not back in court now till December in Manhattan for these uh, felony charges about falsifying business records, mm-hmm. which the Manhattan DA is going after. him. But that's not his only legal issue. In fact, that's his most minor legal issue. He's got three other cases to worry about. In Georgia, he's being accused of trying to overturn the election. At the federal level, he's being investigated for taking classified documents to his home. And, of course, for January the 6th. So he's got a lot of legal trouble on the horizon. A lot of people say it's unprecedented for a former president to be charged in this way. My view is it's unprecedented for a former president to have been accused of committing so many crimes and to have gotten away with it for so long. So he's got a lot of legal troubles and he's got a lot of political troubles because, you know, he's not popular. I know he's popular with the Republican base, but can he win a general election? I think you'll find it very difficult given how badly he lost last Mm. time.
0: All right, Mehdi, uh, terrific to chat to you. If you're looking for me after the show, I'll be in my cave with my mirror. But in the meantime, thanks for your time. (laughs) Thank you.
1: Oh, Did you did you pay attention? Sorry, I wasn't listening. Yeah, that's right. For more, no, you, you, know, get, well, you, you must have paid you, attention. You, you could re, no, no, you no. quote that fact back. Uh, for more, you can pick up a copy of Mehdi Hassan's book. It's called Win Every Argument, The Art of Debating, Persuading and Public Speaking. It's out now.
0: I was thinking, as he was talking about people listening, mm. I was thinking, when I go into my cave this afternoon, I'm going to take KFC or Maccas. I did tune out for a second.
1: <laughs> did you know I was on the public speaking team at school and debating team? Did you know
0: sorry, that? you still sorry? something? So. <laughs>
1: I, was, I loved were it. Were you good? I loved it. We were the regional champions. Wow. Tamworth High School. Where was that? Tamworth High School. Oh.
0: Yeah. Uh, just ahead.
1: I'm proud of that. Uh, you know what? Have I'm you really got a ribbon or that. something? I've got uh, clippings. Have you got clippings? I've got a clipping. Can I'll find the clipping and send you in the clipping. The, bring, in the the in the clipping. Br- bring the clippings. I'll do that. Well, you know Oh,
0: you know what we should do? What? We should have a debate. <laughs> Well,
1: uh, yeah, we could. Yeah, but no, it's usually three on each team: the positive you, and the negative. That's no, mm.
0: just you and you and me. We should have a debate. I'm subbing in Matt Doran, <laughs> if that's okay. <laughs>